the following episode of the Words of Weight podcast is a little different. We felt it was necessary to have an open conversation. No jokes, no punchlines, nothing ready to laugh at. The tragic death of Nipsey Hussle has affected not only hip-hop, but the world. And G-Line and I decided we needed to have this conversation in an open forum, not just between him and I, but between all of us. In these last two to three years, Uncarnation, we've become a little family. And when something affects the family, we need to have a family meet. You're going to hear a lot of different viewpoints in this episode. But one thing I ask you to do is don't read it. Don't believe everything you read online. Don't believe all the gossip and the rumors. Look for the facts. Look for the truth. Respect Nipsey's memory. Respect his hustle. And now, the Words of the Way podcast. Uncut Nation, welcome to a special edition of the Words of Wade podcast. Um, not too many jokes, not in a joking mood. I want to say late Sunday, I checked my Twitter. I normally, if you follow me, if you follow me, y'all know I'm not normally on Twitter. I don't really tweet that much, but. I jumped on Twitter, and I got the update that three people were shot in L.A. That's how it happened. I saw that, and then I had an update a little, maybe a minute or two later, that one of those people were identified as Nipsey Hussle. And my first reaction was, damn, they shot Nip. He'll be all right, though. He a G. Literally my first reaction. Then shortly after that, shortly after that, I got the update from, I think it was NBC. Is that right, G? That sound about right? Yeah, that sound about right. Where they posted that one of the victims in the shooting had died and he was identified as Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, that was the that was the crazy thing. Like you, you had sent me a message after you had got the update, so I was like checking everything that I had, like every five to ten minutes, and. I end up uh, texting my homegirl, and she said that, she was like, she was like, I'm just so distraught, it's a damn shame. I was like, yeah, I can't believe they shot him. And her next message came through, and it's just like, oh, they just announced you did. And I immediately called her. I was like, nah, that can't be true. She was like, nah, I just saw it. And I refresh my my computer screen, 
and that was the first thing that was up there. So I just, I was like, yo, I'm gonna come and call you back. I got some phone calls to make. And immediately called you. Yeah, I was about to say, me and you started talking. And a range of emotions for me personally. Um, and G, like I said, we're in the same age bracket. So for me, it was, I want to say, worse than when Pac passed. Because I was, when Pac passed for me, it felt, and I'm being honest, it felt like I died. It felt like a part of me died. Like Pac was the living embodiment of my spirit. You know, if 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 there was something I wanted to say and I couldn't say it, Pac said it for me and he screamed it at the top of his lungs. But when Nipsey died, it was different. The first thing I typed out was this hurts. This one hurts. And that's that's the statement that I've heard and read anytime someone talked about it, it was like it just hurt. Like it's there's really no other way to describe it. It's it's like one of your, like, one of your best friends or like a, a, a real close family member that died. Like, I ain't, and it's like a surging energy, like that you can feel. Everybody else feels the exact same hurt. Exactly. It, it's it's like I'm 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 still pro- two days later. I'm still processing this. It. It, it felt like somebody ripped out my chest. You know what I mean? Ripped my heart right out my chest. Because for me, I was raised, if you do everything the right way, you'll be okay. I believe that. I raised my kids that way now. Do everything the right way. And for all we know, Nipsey did everything the right way. Granted, he had his past, and we all have a past. But everyone that I know that know Nipsey say he was a stand-up dude. You could just tell that from his demeanor and how he he spoke. Like he he said, everybody got a past, and you could definitely see that he had made up his mind that he won't gonna leave leave this 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 world with a negative image. Like not even just for himself, just to show that every black man that, you know, got tats on his face or, you know, did made missteps here and there growing up isn't to be feared and that there's always a chance for you to change and better your situation. 
And no matter where you come from, if you make the active decision that that's not going to be who you are, that's not going to define you, you can be better. He wasn't the, I'm a product of my environment guy. Like, yeah, I come from this, but look what I am now. I dropped out the ninth, the 10th grade, I believe. But look what I am now. He was the embodiment of every lesson I was ever taught in life. Each one teach one. You know what I mean? Bat back the hood. Be a stand-up man. Like all these lessons my father and my uncle taught me. That, especially in this generation, seem lost. Nip was that for me. So when I heard he passed, when he was killed, when he was assassinated, it hurt. All I could say was this hurts. And me and you, G, we talked on the phone and we was like, we should do a show right now. We got to get this out. Yeah, that was like you said. That that's the that's the only way I can describe it. But it just hurt. That's and it's so rough. Like my Monday was just rough, and it was like everybody that I spoke with, except for one person, they were just like it was the longest day. Like work just dragged on. The work was crazy. If they had to work, deal with customers, it just seemed like everything just annoyed everybody. Like after I got off the phone with you, um, a friend of mine texted me, and the first thing she said she wasn't like hi or whatever. She's like, "You okay?" She knew. You know what I mean? My response was, "They killed Nip." She do. She know me well enough to know the what she like to say the similarities in me and Nip that that hurt me. And then the internet rumors start. The rumors of the Doctor C B documentary. Now. I had actually posted a, a tweet from someone, and I don't remember who I po- who the tweet guy was or whatever. But this was something back in January, and they it I said, "Hey, if something happens in the nip, because of the, it's because of this documentary." And to this day, we see that theory online very prevalent. People are talking: the government killed Nip. Um, the pharmacies killed Nip. Uh, it's a conspiracy. And I, me and G, we talked about this as well. Yep. Any, any, any time Dr. Sebi's name comes up, it's always associated with uh, government conspiracy, even going back to Left Eye. 
because after she started speaking about him and wanting to take his methods to, uh, I think it was like non-licensed pharmaceutical companies or something like that. She wanted to, his techniques and uh, remedies, I'll say, I don't want to say medicines, but remedies, uh, she wanted to put them out there. And then the whole, uh, her death happened. And his death happened. So, even Nip said out his own mouth during the interview that when he mentioned that he was going to be doing the documentary, he started, you know, getting text messages and phone calls with people telling him to be careful um, and all of that. And that's when he... He was like, if something happened to me, y'all better ride. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not going to discredit that, but I'm also not going to say that's the case. Because if you, if you want to run, if you want to go with that theory, that, it was something with the documentary, the pharmaceutical companies, you know, bought the, uh, the guy to, like, he had just got released and all of that. Like, he was a known informant. Yeah. Well, so, so, you can put, I mean, depending on how, just how people believe or, you know, how their, how their mind works. It can be that theory. It can be the mental health theory that, you know, do just won't wrap too tight. Well, let's hold on. Let's slow down on that because for me, like a lot of y'all know, I lived in California for a long, a, a, a period of my life. And Oakland, y'all know, Oakland and L.A. are not the same, but I still have ties to the community. And for me, it was pretty... Maybe an hour or two later, I started hearing this guy's name. I'm not going to say his name, but if you follow the story, you know his name. And I started hearing that there was footage. And I was like, I don't want to see the footage. I don't want to see it. Because in my head, I'm thinking it's super graphic. You know, like, it's something I don't want to see because you know, you know what I mean? You have that personal connection. It's not like a movie right. where it's fake. You know, it's, it's a real thing. Um, the first... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to use my words carefully because this is a, situ- this is a serious thing. So forgive me, Uncarnation, if I'm pausing a lot. Um, when I finally saw the first camera angle, the first footage... And I couldn't see anything. Like, the only thing I saw was dude creeping around the corner, right? Because, like, the first camera angle they showed us where it was he crept up. And, like, all the, all the, the shooting happened at the top of the screen. So I couldn't really make out what happened. But I heard what had happened. When I heard the story that 
this guy was around Nip. And Nip didn't want him around him. He said, you a snitch. Get him from around me. That's the story I heard. Dude came back and killed Nip. That's the story I heard. And I didn't believe it at first. I'm perfectly honest on Kanisha. I did not believe it. I was like, no. That can't be. It can't be that simple. It can't be that easy. It can't just wrap it up in a, in a bowl like that. This is what happened. Boom, boom. Like... Yeah, because when we spoke um, right after it happened, right, we was both discussing the same the same um, theory. Like it 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 couldn't just be. Oh, this was just random. It was like it couldn't have just been just uh, a senseless shooting, to say the least. It was like after we me and you talked, and I started thinking about it more. It was like after we me and you talked, and I started thinking about it more. The pieces didn't make sense. The rollout of the information didn't make sense to me. My first question is, why would someone do this in broad daylight? That doesn't make sense. Witnesses, all this good stuff, right? And how would he get away? So that started giving me credence to the Dr. Sebi theory. I was like, hey, maybe this is, maybe this is a conspiracy. Maybe the government did kill him. Because it doesn't, broad, you know what I'm saying, no no gangster, no game banker, nobody I know would shoot somebody as famous as Nip in broad daylight. That was my thinking. Exactly. So then the outpour of announcements and love and people posting pictures of them with nip and all these pictures with nip quotes and nip sayings and playing his music all these things started happening which is times like this is why social media is i feel like created so when you go through something in your life, you know that it's not just you. The world shares your pain. And since this has happened, everyone on my timeline, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, has all been tweeting nothing, posting nothing but nip. So, and it, when I saw someone who didn't post Nip, it felt odd. Like, why are you, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Nip died. So, and Unconation, I'm just walking you through the process. There's no real format to this show. <laughs> We're just talking this out because we need this. So after some of the posts some of the video, some of the things. And I hate when people started saying, and this happens with everything in social media. When when you're a fan of something, you ain't no real fan. (laughs) 
What what's your favorite nip song? What's your favorite? You know what I mean? That stuff started happening. I hate that. We all grieve differently. And you don't have to be a fan of his music to be a fan of him. Very true. There's plenty of people I'm not a fan of their music, but I like and respect them. Um, but both you and I had his album Victory Lap in our top five albums of last year. I think it was your number one album. Yep. So, uh, then I'll repeat since. Yeah. I, I ain't listened to nothing else. And it was funny when I pulled up at work. And normally when I pull up to work, I turn my music down. This Monday I didn't do it. And... Um, another guy that I work with as I was backing into my parking spot, he was getting out of his car. He just looked at me and he, and he just smiled. And when I got out of the car, I was like, you already know what it is. I was like, it's all day on repeat. And he was like, yeah, it was, he said, I've been listening to it all morning. So and he was like, it just sound, and I, and I finished it for him. I was like, it just sound different today, don't it? He was like, yeah. Yeah. What I've been listening is, like, Unconnish, y'all know I don't stream music. I download everything. So I have, like, all Nip CDs I have, and I only have, like, six of them, mixtapes and everything. Um, I've just I've just put on random, and I've been listening to nothing but different Nip songs, whether it's The Marathon Continues, um, Victory Lap, The Marathon, No Pressure. Like, I've just randomly been paying Nip. Yeah, just crazy, man. It is. He was thirty-three. He was young. He was. I don't want to attempt, or discredit, or even try to deliver a eulogy for Nip. This is not what this is. This is something that needs to happen. A conversation that we're sharing with you. So, but just just like we were saying that it can, it didn't seem like it could just be that simple, right? I know. Um, later on, while I was scrolling on the timeline and trying to find other information, I've seen video posts. But it do in your car on his live. Yeah, you you had sent that to me. Um, yeah, uncut nation. The first one that I sent you, whatever page it was on, they took it down. Because you could see the guy's face clearly while he's speeding in the car on the highway. And he literally says in the video, he was like, yo, I just shot Nipsey Hussle. I just kept on it. And his boy is just like, yo, like, no cap. Like, don't don't play like that. Like, who, who, who admits that they just shot somebody. He was like, most people is not going to announce that. Right. And he was like, he was like, I don't care. He was like, it was too many witnesses. He was like, you know, catch me if you can. Type shit. But here's the thing. And his boy was like, yo, you're admitting to me and everybody on this lab 
he was just killing him, kill hustle. And he was like, yeah, I walked up on him and asked him where he was from and shot him. Now, here's what's crazy about that. And here's what's dangerous about that. Knowing what we know now, he was lying. He was cloud chasing. Because we know now that the shooter wasn't driving. He had a driver. It wasn't, right. it wasn't no what set you from situation. None of, none of that happened. That's dangerous to sit here and say, I did this. Maybe that person was there and saw it happen. But that person didn't do it. That's, that's what makes the whole situation crazy. Man. Like, why would you try to claim that? Right. That's the era we live in now. We do this for clout. We jump online and claim things that are not. These are not good things. You you would claim that just to get some recognition. I knew after a while the truth would came, come out. Because it was in broad daylight. Like, that's the one thing that I couldn't get over. When I saw the footage, when I heard the stories, I was like, this is in broad daylight. Nobody saw shit. There's no security cameras. Nobody saw nothing. Exactly. Come on. Then celebrities start posting things and videos. And and like you said, everything sounds different now. Everything sounds different. Like every time he says something about till my lungs collapse or till they kill me or this, it stings a little differently. On my way to the studio, I was listening to the marathon. And just the bars sound different. And I know we're all in the grieving stage where we're, we're, we're rethinking what could have done, what he could have done differently. Where did he go wrong? Could we have saved, you know what I mean? You know, you go through those emotions when you lose someone close to you. And I always, yep. I always hear when people say, well, you don't know him for real. You never knew him. We knew him through his music. That's what made hip-hop such a dominant culture. That's what made music so great. No, I never sat down and had a conversation with Nip. But through his music, we've had many conversations. Through his music, through his interviews, through his own words, I know who he was. That's why this hurts. That's why we're so emotionally invested. I feel like the same thing happened when Prince passed. Like, there was a point in my life where there has always been a Prince. You know what I mean? Like, I grew grew up through his career. So when he passed, I didn't know how to act. Like, he's always been here. Yeah. And through his music, I knew who Prince was. So back to the timeline. The theories, 
the government thing. We talked about Dr. Sebi. And I saw someone posted uh, that, what is it, Martin Luther King, um, this person, that person, all these people died on the same day. That's a lie. <laughs> the thing about the Internet is there's no fact-checking. Nope. People just post whatever, and people run with it. And that shit, in this situation, it's never pissed me off as much as it does now. Then I saw the video. And gee, I don't think we had a talk, chance to talk about this part. Some asshole, some piece of shit that worked in the hospital that Nipsey was taken to. Videotaped Lauren London walking in the hospital, asking to see Nip, and the officer telling her he's gone. Videotaped and posted that. That's the world we live in. I saw it. Yeah, somebody... I've heard about that video. I don't want to see that. I've heard about the video where he's laying there and the paramedics working on him and everything. I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see that. Why would you just stand there and record shit like that? I don't want to see that. I didn't want to see that video. I I saw it under just the pretense of... It was like Lauren London. I saw the video and I was like, oh, shit. When I saw that, when I I felt that. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm older and I understand things more. You know, I'm more cerebral. I understand emotions. I understand the impact of certain things. I felt that. I mean, shit. I can't. I think that's the other thing I, I can't. Digest or wrap my head around is the amount of pain she 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 has to be in right now. It's like they literally just got married not too long ago. Quiet as cap. Quiet as cap. That has always been been a rumor that's going on. They snuck away and got married. I can't imagine the pain she's going through. And they've been together, what, like five, six years? Yeah, they they kids together. They've been together. They had just did the Jeep shoe spread. I had just seen right. uh, a little clip of them doing like a couples game. Right, I saw where that. she asking him questions and, you know, if he got an answer and stuff like that. And it's just like anytime I saw a picture of them or saw their interaction, like, you could just see their love was true. Like, their love was genuine. It won't for the cameras. Like, they was like that, like, the legit, my girl is really my homie. Like, my dude is really my homie. That so was, I cannot imagine how she felt right now. That was black love. You know what I mean? It's, it's This thing has so many layers to it. We lost another black man for no reason. No fucking reason whatsoever. A child lost their father. A wife lost their husband. The community lost an activist. 
like that was a standing point. That was career, that was goals. You know, you always see online well, this is goals, relationship goals. Nip and Lauren was goals, and that's another family that grows up without a black man in the household. Another family, another daughter that has to grow up without her father. Like I said before, I was taught if you do everything the right way, everything will work out. What happens when it doesn't? Everything the right way, bro. Just trying to inspire people, drop gems, and just be a, a leader. Like, just a leader by example. Like, I saw... Like, he, lit- they, they, he literally got killed in his shopping center. I was just going to get to that. I saw the, the the interview when he says, hey, this was the shopping center I used to hustle in front of as a kid. When I got some money, I bought the shopping center, and now they paid rent to me. Is that not the definition of buying the block back? Nip could have got money and left and moved to wherever. He stayed in the hood and tried to make the hood a better place. Aren't we taught that? Aren't our OGs telling us, hey, each one teach one. The hood not going to get better until you make it better. Yep, he was about to open up housing and all of that. Exactly. The next day, he had a meeting with the police on how to stop gang violence. And he became a victim of what he was trying to stop, what he was attempting to escape. Let's like, go. literally. Like, literally. A man is trying to help the man who shot him. Exactly. The very man who could have helped the dude, because the story is this guy had mental issues, right? He just was released from a mental home, all these things that that run around the internet. So it's feasible to believe that one of Nip's programs, one of the things Nip was doing could have helped him. This hurts. This hurts on so many levels. It's just like no matter which way I turn, people's reaction just just keeps it, it just keeps me in my in my emotion. It's just like even like all the positive stuff that's being posted just just hurts because it was just that much positivity and then just seeing people's reaction 
like initially when it happened, like the video, the game driving around the city at like four o'clock in the morning, and he broke down while he was talking. Right, that that video hurt me, and and Uncanation, y'all know you're listening to this show. We've had our issues with game. <laughs> I've had my issues with game. That video broke my heart. I remember there was an older lady I used to talk to. And she said, one of the worst things you can ever hear is a grown man crying. I understand that now. I understood it. The first time I saw, I saw my father cry. His entire, well, my entire life until he passed, I had never seen my father cry. And when I saw it, it scared the shit out of me. I didn't know what to do. So, like, literally, like, watching that video and hearing, hearing game break, like, because he was just that mad, that shit hurt. The video with... Um, Daisy. Yeah. He's just like he was like does he was like it, it's sad. What did he say? He was like if he he don't like the fact was sad that people was like well why he had no security with him like he was like he was in his in his own shit. He was like you pull up to your shit, you comfortable. Like, you don't expect nothing to happen at your own place like that. Exactly. He was like, he was, he was, you know, a kid when Big and Pot died. So he didn't really, really feel that. He just paused for him and he was like, I feel this one. Dave said it best. He said, a sucker took out a king. My God. And, and now that we're two days away from it, more information is coming out. And I'll be honest with you, Uncarnation, I just saw the footage of a different camera angle. Like, like maybe three, four hours ago. It's still not clear enough to see graphic but knowing the story, you see everything unfold. You see the guy come up from the corner and start blasting. You see him shoot Nip. You see him kick Nip and shoot him again. Now, that doesn't sound like a guy with mental issues to me. So I don't want the media to paint this image of he had mental issues. He wasn't right. Fuck that. He was right. He was right enough to do that. When I saw that, that's when the Dr. Sebi conspiracy theory died. I was like, because that's personal. You don't do that if it wasn't something personal. If it was an assassination, it's like one shot, whatever, whatever. If If... Nipsey would have been in a car accident or an airplane crash or something like that. 
conspiracy theory away. But this is 2099. We have footage of what happened. I said 2099, my fault. This is 2019. We have footage of what happened. We see with our own eyes. Internet, uncut nation, stop the fuck shit. I know we want to say someone as great as Nipsey had to be taken out by a great conspiracy. It had to be something wild and outlandish. The forces of evil had to plan and plot against this man. No. No. It was a sucker or some sucker shit. Yeah, literally, if if something happened to Nick Cannon, then, now you know it's a conspiracy. Because Nick said he going to finish the documentary. So, if something happened to him, then y'all can run with the conspiracy theories. Yeah, if... if this, this was just a fucked up situation. If If... If two months from now, two years from now, Nick ends up dead, then yeah, conspiracies. Y- y'all know me. I'm con- conspiracy theory away. I believe in conspiracies. There's no conspiracy here. This is literally what we see it to be. What hurt my heart was... The vigil they have for Dave, the for Dave, I'm sorry, for Nip. The visual where people were gathered in front of the store, lighting candles, playing music, and they started shooting. We can't even... That was, I even heard the, the conspiracy theory about that situation, too. And basically, the other... The other conspiracy theory that I heard was for this event to allow the government to bring in martial law. Now. Because the retaliation for Nep getting killed is basically going to incite a gang gang riot. So to basically help control that, that will allow them to um, initiate martial law. Now, that sounds like a plausible theory. However, um, some of you may be familiar with Brother Risa Islam, um, West Coast-based member of the Nation of Islam. He actually was there at the vigil, and I'm just going to play his audio. You can follow him on Instagram, um, underscore Risa Islam. So give me one second. Let's play this. Islam, okay, listen, uh, my live that I just did, it was very short, maybe I think 
seven or ten minutes long. I just went over the details of exactly what just happened at the candlelight vigil when the shooting occurred uh, and the stampede. I was right there in the middle of it. Um, so, yes, I only heard one loud sound which sounded like a shot. One. That's one. And that was directly behind me. And then a stampede of people rushed. And uh, there was a lot more to it. But it was a beautiful candlelight vigil. I want everybody to understand this. It was black, brown, men, women, children. It was beautiful. People were all coming together. People were united. It was amazing. Uh, black people can come together and be peaceful. We did that. Mexicans were there. Different religious groups were all there. It was a beautiful thing, family. So I want us to understand that it was beautiful. It was amazing. And we did it. But, of course, something happened to where something got triggered. So go watch my live and go over the details. So, now, when you want to talk about conspiracies, that the fact that the media is pumping out that image, there's your conspiracy. Eyewitness was there. He just told you it was beautiful. He was there. In the days you know, of... Go ahead. You know what's funny? Go ahead. Once you said his name, I remember he was the one who said that. Mm-hmm. But it was it was it was before the candlelight visual. He said it when, like the date, like Sunday when he was out there when Nip got shot. Yeah. So it's interesting. Because, I mean, again, at the at the beginning, when we first heard it, everybody was like, nah, it's, it's a conspiracy. But the more information that come out, it's just like, it was just some coward shit. It was just some sucker shit. The story, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I actually... One of my closest friends, we got into an argument over it because she was, she knew Nip, you know, and she didn't like the rumors being spreaded and and the lies. And she would just, you know, we got into it. It's on my page and everything we talked about. Um, It was just some coward shit. I want a big conspiracy. When when Pac died, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have these angles. So we had our imagination. And we love to make things up and make things bigger than what they are. I get it, Uncarnation. I went to MIT. I went to Outlaw University. I get it. This is not that. This is us. Yeah, I think I think the thing that, that also fueled um, Pac's theories was his music aligned with a lot that ended up happening. And once you started breaking down lyrics and all of that, it it just became a whole different situation. Like, I even remember people was waiting for the seven years to be up to see if he was going to research this and all of that. I was. I was one of those seven people. I was so emotionally involved in the Illuminati theory. You know, I had the shirts. 
I had the theory, the the records with Suge shot me and all these things. I was there. I knew yeah, them. I'm about to say all of that was there. <laughs> I, I know them all. The whole the whole um uh the the executive producer, um Machiavelli mm-hmm. being named Simon and exit Tupac into Machiavelli and rearrange the letters and the spells I'm a lot all of that. Yeah, I, I was there. I was co- I can quote you so many conspiracy theories about Pac. You wouldn't believe he's in Cuba right now with his aunt and all all this great stuff. This was not that. No, this is this is not that. This is us. This is a fucking coward shot a king. This will go down as a moment. A moment in time when things change. A paradigm shift. Things need to change. Because this was us. The guy who killed Nip looked like Nip. You understand? We're killing each other. And I know, I know, we've said this before. You've heard this speech a thousand times. When is it going to change? We grew up with the movies, the boys in the hoods, the poetic justice, the South Central, Belly, all the... We grew up with these movies telling you the same message over and over again. We're killing each other. We're killing each other. Nothing's changed. To me, I feel like Nip... I was telling just before we were setting up just and your super engineer just that Nip was Detroit Red. You know what I mean? For those who don't know, Malcolm X, before he became who he is or who he's remembered as, went by the name Detroit Red. He was a hustler. He was in the streets. But he changed his life around. And that analogy has been used before when it was talked about Pac. And there's a lot of similarities in Nip and Pac. And I want to respect Nip's star enough to not compare him to Pac so much. But that analogy, I feel, is so accurate. Because Nip was 33. He had a hell of a long life to live. He had so much more to give for him to die like that. It's one of those things, man, like, sad to say that this had to happen for that conversation to resurface that things got to change. Regardless, as much as we, as as black people, want to point fingers and discuss 
that it's all because of our circumstances and our environment, which don't get me wrong, I know that those things play parts. But we got to do better. If anything, what you should learn from Nip is he was an example of the environment. You don't have to be what you were made up or grew up to be. Educate yourself. You don't. Is it, there's an interview of a young Nip where I think the interviewer asked him, why don't you have any jewelry on? Aren't you a rapper? Like something like that. And it's like, no, I'm trying to invest in some land and some assets. Yeah, and the guy and the, the reporter cut him off and was like, hold up, hold up. What did you just say? Say that again? And he repeated it. The way to remember Nip. Play his music. Hear his voice. Understand his message because Nip told you several times he owned his masters. So the fact that all his music is back on the charts right now helps his family. So keep playing Nip. Keep streaming his music. He owns all that. Go to the Marathon store online. Buy the clothing. Help his family. And understand the work the principles, the things he stood for, don't have to die with him. Marathon continues. The marathon continues. Remember that. Respect him enough to continue his legacy. In your community, and everywhere else, we as people, as a people, as black people, have to change the narrative. We are our own worst enemy. Before we do anything else, we have to fix that. I don't want to sound preachy, because I'm not a preacher. I'm just a regular guy who loves hip-hop. And loves his people. We gotta do better. Anything else you wanna say, Jay? No. Rest in peace, Nip Hustle. Rest in peace. You didn't die in vain, brother. The marathon continues.